0: You're listening to A Stranger Podcast, www.thestranger.com.
1: If you're stuck in a relationship quandary, or if you're looking for sexual harmony, well, there's nothing you can't ask
2: on The Savage podcast. Constance McMillan is an 18-year-old out lesbian, out in her high school senior. And that's not... That remarkable today. A lot of teenagers are coming out. New York Times Magazine just did a story about kids coming out in middle school. All over the country, people are coming out younger and younger. And Constance McMillan has a girlfriend, and her prom is coming up, and she wanted to take her girlfriend to prom. And so she let her high school know that she was thinking about taking her girlfriend to prom. And her high school flipped out, told her that she was not allowed to bring her girlfriend to prom, also not allowed to wear a tuxedo, and uh, that if she and her girlfriend arrived separately – And then made other students at prom uncomfortable, they would be allowed to, they would be required to leave. They would be escorted from prom. Constance McMillan got in touch with the ACLU, which got in touch with the high school, and then the school board decided to cancel the prom and blame the distraction that is Constance McMillan. Now, this is a girl who's a lesbian out in high school, has a girlfriend. She's not going to a high school in San Francisco or New York or Chicago. She is going to a high school in a tiny county in Mississippi. 23,000 people live in this entire county. And the school board canceled the prom and pointed the finger at this lesbian student who has months more to go in school, whose classmates are going to look at her every day and blame her for the cancellation of prom. This school board has incited violence against this lesbian student. And they say it's because of the recent distraction. The distraction being Constance McMillan's desire to be treated like any other student. Do you know what's a distraction? Itta Wamba County School District. What's a distraction, and I'm going to make sure it's a fucking distraction for you, is are your bigoted dangerous actions. This was not, you know, allowing her to come to prom with her date was not going to be that big a distraction. What's a distraction now? National news now is your canceling prom and inviting private citizens to host a prom and exclude Constant McMillan from it. Because a private citizen can host a private prom, private citizens and exclude anyone they like without running into trouble with the ACLU, as private citizens can do. The Atewamba County School District, of course, is a public school district and they're not allowed to discriminate. I'm so beside myself angry right now. To be out in high school or middle school is tough enough without the superintendent of the school system, without your principal, without the school board ganging up on you like this. So before we begin the show today, which is all going to be calls from teenage queers, before we begin the show today, there's something I want you to do. Get out a piece of paper and a pencil. Write this down. Teresa McNeese, superintendent of the Itawamba County School District, needs to hear from you today, right now. Her email, t-m-c-n-e-e-c-e at itawamba, which is spelled i-t-a-w-a-m-b-a dot k-12 dot m-s dot u-s. Her phone number is... 662-862-2159, extension 14. The principal of the school that Constance McMillan attends, Trey Weigel. Email t w i y g u l at itawamba.k12.ms.us, phone number 662-862-3104. You can also find this information on the podcast website where you download us. It's really important that these people hear from you. Uh, It's really important that this is now much more distracting for them than simple human decency and allowing this girl to attend prom with her date would have been. We have to make sure that they pay a high price for the emotional violence that they've already done to Constance McMillan and potentially the physical violence that may be done to Constance McMillan by her angry classmates who are going to blame her, not the school board, For this decision. Now, I'm really calling for massive retaliation. Angry letters and phone calls, right? Nothing else. Respectful, but very, very distracting and very, very firm. We have to come down hard on this school in defense of Constance against the bigotry and discrimination. Not just because of what's going on at this school, but so that administrators and school boards and superintendents and principals at other high schools who have gay and lesbian students in their student bodies will think when prom comes up and the queer student wants to bring the person that they're dating to prom like any other student would, will think twice about this kind of bullshit. We'll remember what happened and the anger and the outrage and the national news and the distraction that came down on Ittawamboelba school system after they did this discriminatory, bigoted potentially violent act and think twice and decide you know what? It's just gonna be easier to let the queer go to prom with their date than to bar them and risk the aclu and the fag sex advice columnist getting up in our grill okay send the email make the phone call do the right thing we are going to track this and we are going to be in your fucking face principal weigel and superintendent mcneese you're going to hear from us
0: this episode of the savage love cast is brought to you by smitten kitten offering an amazing selection of products for your sex life enter savage kitten at smittenkittenonline.com for 20 percent off your next purchase
3: hi dan um i'm an 18 year old guy at the university um and i'd like some advice on that issue that i've been having um, i've been in relationship with this guy for about a year and while i love him to death i feel like he's become an obligation Uh, this guy's still in high school and he's trying to get into my university, but I don't think he will. And I mean, while I love him, I don't know if I should break up with him or not. His home situation isn't that good. And in a few months, he's going to be forced to come out to his parents anyway. And his father, based off of prior evidence, um, will undoubtedly disown him and kick him out of the house and not pay for college. So I feel like if I break up with him, there's a high chance, like a very high chance that he'll kill himself because, He has nothing. Um, This guy's my first boyfriend, and I'm incredibly nervous that if I break up with him, I'll be too nervous around men to be able to try anything or have another relationship. Um, If I could get your opinion on this, I'd greatly appreciate it.
2: My opinion is that you're being a little dramatic. You need to take a deep breath and remind yourself that, (laughs) or tell yourself, that a relationship that you can't leave for fear that the person that you want to leave will kill themselves. It's not a relationship. It is a hostage situation. And you got to do what you got to do. Uh, you say that he's going to be forced to come out to his parents in a few months. You don't say why. Uh, couldn't get you at your callback number. I'm curious as to what that situation is exactly. And he can, as many young people with bigoted parents who may retaliate when they come out do, keep his sexuality from his parents and not tell them. Uh, and he should be encouraged to do just that if his education is hanging in the balance. Don't assume, though, that just because he loses you that he will lose his will to live. People are remarkably resilient. People will use uh, threats of suicide or you know despondency uh, and being unable to cope as a means of manipulating people into staying with them. But you can't stay with someone forever uh, under those kinds of circumstances. So what you need to do is, you know, you're away at school. He's still at high school. There's no reason to end it now. See if he gets into your college. Uh, you know, you can emotionally begin to disconnect. Allow him to still sort of believe in this relationship if it's what's giving him hope for the future. And then when he gets to college or whatever else happens, you can grab, You can end it then when you, after you've helped him get into school and, and stand on his own two feet for a little bit. Uh, hopefully he as a high school student and you as an 18-year-old college student don't believe that odds are good that you're going to be with your very first boyfriend all your life. Uh, That's an irrational, unreasonable expectation. He may be very reliant on you for emotional support uh, because he's so isolated and he has a bigoted family. And if and when you break up with him, you can reassure him that you will continue to provide that kind of emotional support. Uh, without being in a relationship. It's called being a really good friend. And a lot of adult gay men, their best friends are ex-boyfriends. Uh, so uh, you're not cutting them off or cutting them out of your life entirely even if you break up and you can help him see that. And don't uh, don't flatter yourself by saying he can't possibly live without you. You will date many men over the course of your life who will, when the relationship ends, get by just fine, and odds are better that he is one of them, too.
4: Hi, Dan. I'm an 18-year-old boy with quite a story to tell you. When I was about 11 years old, my parents separated. At that time, I started to realize that I was gay, and I wasn't terribly comfortable with this fact, so I started to go on online chat rooms intended for gay teenagers, to try and look for sex. Um, Over that period of time in my life, I did meet a lot of guys, a lot of whom were quite a bit older than me, and I had sex with many of them. Uh, I used a condom. I was always protected, but nevertheless, I was having a lot of anonymous sex with guys, and I was 12 years old. I was still in middle school. Eventually my parents found out and they called the police and um at that time it was found out that one of the people that i was involved with was wanted for child pornography uh so i was required to cooperate with the police in their investigation testify against him during his trial etc as you can imagine um all of this really fucked with my head um I was kept under police surveillance at all times. My house and uh, my family's mail was monitored. Uh, Every aspect of my life was adult supervised. Uh, I didn't leave my room for weeks. As you can imagine, I became really depressed, very suicidal, um, and incredibly lonely. I didn't speak to anybody. Um, And eventually, after a while, my parents decided to get me some help. And I was assigned a therapist and uh, started to take some medicine. And since then, I've actually uh, improved quite a lot. I've become a happier person. Uh, I succeed in school. Uh, I got into a great college, really gay-friendly. I'm dating a lot of guys. I'm openly gay. I'm proud of who I am. Uh, I'm I'm really successful. I feel great about my life for the first time in my life. Recently, one of the people that I knew from when I was in middle school uh, contacted me by email. And, Dan, I, I I don't know what to do. Um, I've never told anyone this. Nobody knows except for my parents and some police officers. I mean, I, I don't know how do I respond to this. I just, I've never talked to anybody about it. It's just, you know, it's from a time in my life that I'd really rather forget. And uh, I don't know how to deal with it.
2: Sorry about what happened uh, to you. You have a right to to, to keep your past to yourself. And, and I think if you're happy and healthy and secure and it's not something that's causing a lot of you know, repercussions emotionally for you now, uh, you don't have an obligation to disclose it immediately to anyone, whether you're dating them or you have a casual relationship with them. You don't have a responsibility to disclose. If it was something where you, know, you have triggers during sex... Or, you know, intimacy that's non sexual. Yeah. Flashbacks, it's nothing like that. And the person that you're with needs to know that so they don't step on that landmine. No, no, no. Then you have a. Di- no, no, it's not, not at all like that. You certainly have no responsibility to disclose to somebody you went to school with who got in touch with you on Facebook a million years later. Fuck them. You're like, oh, yeah, okay. my family had all these problems and my life got turned upside down for yeah. a while. But now I'm fine. That's all you got to say. Everything's great now. blah, yeah. blah. You have no obligation to tell them exactly what happened
1: i mean that really is the truth
4: of the situation it's so strange i mean you'd never think of it looking at me it's just like i'm i'm the most normal seeming person but people are resilient i I just always wondering
2: people are resilient yeah and what's put out there yeah they sure are anything that happens to you when your child particularly anything sexual is going to destroy you all your life and that's sometimes true and often not we got cut off His phone battery died. He warned us it might, and indeed he was correct. I just wanted to say that there's a particular danger that a lot of young gay kids are at, which is flying blind, uh, not having any adult supervision. Uh, Perhaps their parents know they're gay and can't deal with it or turn a blind eye or they haven't uh, disclosed it yet or even figured it out yet. And they'll go online looking for support, companionship information, and they'll find trouble. You know, a lot of young gay kids think that finding a boyfriend or sex partner is the answer to all their problems and it is not it is the beginning of a whole new set particularly when you're 12 years old there are bad actors out there and you have to uh, avoid them and it's easier to avoid them when you have the assistance and and the uh, meddling Of concerned, involved family members, which this kid did not have. And all kids, gay and straight, have. But many gay kids don't have. Because even if the parents know they're gay, they can't deal. They don't want to talk about it. And they want the kid to sort of figure it all out for themselves without any parental oversight or supervision. And that's where young gay kids get into heaps of fucking trouble like this kid did. To shame.
0: Hi, I am a 40-year-old straight woman calling from a decidedly non-gay Mecca, Midwestern city, um, where I'm a professor at a community college. Um, And the reason for my call is a student asked to speak to me after class the other day and um, came out to me um i don't think he's come out to very many people um but i do know he came out to his mother um he said as by because he wanted to soften the blow and she told him he was going to hell which he apparently takes pretty seriously um and so the first thing he wanted to know was did i think he was going to hell um which i thought was lovely um and then he um revealed just a shitstorm of physical and emotional abuse that happened to him um, by people who are no longer in his life, and separately against his boyfriend or ex-boyfriend, that was a little confusing. Um, Mostly, I I just listened for an hour and 15 minutes, um, though I... I told him he's not going to hell, (laughs) Uh, duh, and um, tried to repeat some of the stuff I've heard you tell, um, gay teens, Um, things like move as soon as you can. Um, And I told him he'll be all right. Life's going to suck for a while, but he's going to be all right. Directed him to your podcast, which I'm sure my administrators would love. Um, I I don't think he's got a lot of support because he came to me and he doesn't really know me. Um, And I guess my question is, Do I have a next step? I mean, do I just treat him like, is what's best for him treating him like any other student and just smiling, saying, hi, how you doing? Um, Or are there additional, should I be pointing to him to resources? Um, I don't want a pet project. I don't want to invite drama into my life or meddle or freak him out. Um, And I don't want to let him down.
2: I think you at least should check in with him. You should be nice. You should treat him no differently than you've treated him in the past. Uh, and uh, you should make it clear that you want to have a professional student-teacher relationship, but you really do have an obligation to at least have one conversation with him where you say, are there resources you need? Can I refer you to something? Uh, do you want to speak to somebody else about this? Uh, and then leave the door open and tell him that if there is a crisis, if there is something that he needs to share or get off his chest, that he can come to you. Because he's going to come to you whether you like it or not, going to come to you whether you want a project or not. Uh, He chose you as the person that he would come out to first. um, And like it or not, you're involved to a certain extent, particularly as you've already contradicted uh, mom's counsel. But really, the most important thing is to be his teacher, to educate him, to treat him no differently than you treated him before. Because – even if there's no explicit conversation in your interactions or explicit acknowledgement in your interactions with him of his homosexuality, just that you're treating him no differently than you've treated him before speaks volumes and you should continue to do that. But I'm afraid you are on the hook a little bit, at least to provide him with resources in your town. Is there a gay student group? Is there a Glisten chapter? Is there a PFLAG chapter in your city or nearby? That would be a really terrific place to send him. Go to pflag.org online You can put in your zip code. You can search your own city and find the nearest chapter, and he can go, and he can also speak to people there who can perhaps reach out to his mother before she does him any more harm than she's already done. This episode of the Savage Lovecast is brought to you by Smitten Kitten. Smitten Kitten has an amazing selection of products for your sex life. Whether you're single or with a partner, their non-toxic body-safe toys are the best quality products available. Shop their easy-to-navigate secure website at smittenkittenonline.com or visit the newest Smitten Kitten location at 70 Broadway in Denver, Colorado. Take 20% off any order online or in-store with the code Kitten. Smitten Kitten, sex toys for everyday people.
1: Hey, Dan, I am a 17-year-old gay male. Um, I had a question because I basically hate the fact that I am the only gay guy in my town. Um, I have a lot of friends, a lot of girlfriends, a lot of guy friends, but they're all straight. So that kind of sucks. But the ironic part of this is I live in one of like the most progressive, liberal towns in Washington State and there are no gay guys who are teenagers. Um, I was wondering if you had any advice on how to meet other gay guys, maybe even meet lesbians, just someone to talk to who doesn't have the desire to fuck this person of the opposite sex. I've had a lot of issues with this because I feel very left out of events when it's very couple-y. I have third-wheeled, fifth-wheeled. I have even seventh-wheeled, which is just fucking horrible.
2: So you live in a kind of diverse, tolerant college town, really. Yeah. And you are the only gay teenager? I find that unfathomable. I find that hard to believe. Have you looked for other gay teenagers?
1: Yes. Well, at my high school, there's, like, one other one who's dating a guy, and the one other one is just annoying, fucked hard,
2: can't <laughs> so stand they're him. are gay teenagers, but you don't like them, which is different But I'm the only one for a thousand miles. Okay, but when
1: there's, like, there's only, like, three of them that I know of that I've, like, seen when I've looked for them, and they aren't attractive to me at all.
2: Right, and that's part of the, you know, the curse of being gay, is that we are 5% of the population, which means the smaller the town, the fewer of us there are, and the likelier that those of us who are from there have left already is high, right? Gay people pop right. up in big cities not just because we like expensive apartments and high rents, uh, but because we like uh, some options. There right. are other gay kids your age in your school who just aren't out yet. Yeah. You know, I was in, when I was in school and came out, there were no other gay kids. Years later, after everyone was out of school, tons of them came out. Um, yeah. And you just have to remember that, you know, what you're going through now is something that a lot of gay teenagers go through, which is this, these feelings of isolation, and I'm the only one. And the other ones that do, are here, I don't, you know, I'm not sympathetic with, I don't feel anything for, um, socially or emotionally or sexually. You just have to reassure yourself that your time will come that your peers who are closeted will come out, and that you will land in a place with many, many more out queers someday, right. soon. Yeah. And just suck it up. <laughs> I mean, it sounds horrible, but there's, there's like no solution to this. You can go online, please stay out of chat rooms being trawled by uh, internet perverts. You can go online, you can find other teenagers really all over the country on every website, uh, for, for gay people, whether they're, you know, 18 year olds on dudes nude or people on chat rooms for gay teenagers that are monitored for safety's sake, uh, where you can find companionship and you can find uh, other people to talk to, but there are, uh, odds are they're not going to be in your city. Yeah. You know, in the meantime, I would just encourage you to, you know, enjoy the time you spend with your straight friends and remind yourself that you're going to get boys, boys crawling up your ass and falling out of your ears soon enough. Yeah. Okay. Where are you going to college?
1: Uh, Seattle. You?
2: Well, there you go. You're, yeah. You're coming to the big fucking city. Yeah. And how? And soon. You're if you're 18 years old, you're graduating high school this year. You'll be in Seattle before the end of the year. Yeah. You're going to be swimming in fags when you get here. <laughs> and you know what? You're going to be meeting fags here from your hometown, who you thought were straight. Yeah. And they're going to move here, and they're going to come out, or they will have already moved here and already come out. So just, yeah. you know, you've dealt, you put up with this, these feelings of isolation for so long, you're chomping at the bit to chop at something else. You're chomping at the bit, but, you know, the light is at the end of the tunnel. You're almost at the finish line. Pick your cliché. You're there. Yeah. So enjoy your straight friends uh, and the time you have in high school a little bit longer and your celibacy and masturbate like fucking crazy, varying <laughs> your routine so as not to carve a groove in yourself, and then come to college and you will... Meet lots of bags your age. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you, Dan. You're welcome. Bye.
5: Hi, Dan. Um, I'm a 19-year-old female bisexual college student, and um, I have a problem. Um, I'm currently taking photography, and my teacher... Who's a woman is gorgeous and i have the biggest lesbian crush on her on the face of this earth like it's really bad and we spend almost all of our time in the dark room so it gets a sort of very sexual vicky christina barcelona feel every time i'm in class with her and i often end up standing very close to her in the dark room it's kind of it's like a serious issue because i'm actually having trouble focusing in class because i kind of go off into fantasy Bland about necklines and lips and bodies and wonderful things. And so I kind of, I'm trying to figure out what to do. She's pretty young. I'm like 97% sure she's gay. And yeah, I don't really know what to do because I really, really have a big crush on her. But I'm 19 and she's my teacher. And there's like almost no possibility that anything can ever actually happen. But I kind of still want to sleep with my teacher and it's a problem. So if you could call me back and let me know if there's anything I can do about this, (laughs) like if I, I don't know, if I should try to ask her out when the semester's over or just give up, or I don't know, if I just have like a bad girl, stupid crush, and I'll get over it.
2: Yes, to all of the above. You should ask her out, you should get over it, and you should tell yourself that you have a school girl crush, but you have a right to ask her out. I would wait. For the semester to be over, so she is not actually officially your teacher anymore. A lot of schools have policies that ban any interactions with students, sexually or otherwise, uh, current or ex. So you're just lobbing uh, the ball, the ovary, into her court. And then she can decide. You're an adult. She's an adult. She can look at your school's uh, policies where intimate sort of relationships with students are concerned, current or ex. And then make up her own mind about what she wants to do about it. Uh, if she's hot and she's young and she's dikey uh, and teaching an arts class, I guarantee you that you are not the first student who's had a crush on her and you won't be the last. And if she's not already skilled at deflecting passes from besotted, crushed out teenage students, she's, those are skills she's going to have to acquire. So... uh even if she says no, you might still be doing her a favor by just asking her out once the semester is over. Good luck,
3: Hi, Dan. My name is Josh. Um, I'm a senior in college, so I just have a strange like thing going on that like my husbands will throw a pro party, and this guy comes over, and he's gay I'm gay, and we're just like both there. So the last time I slept with him, and it was not at all good. And they keep talking about this weekend and, like, this weekend is going to be a party. And it's like, he's going to be there, blah, 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 blah. I think that he's a virgin, which is why it's complicated for me. Like, I get to sleep with somebody and sleep with them. But I kind of feel like it's my duty to not just be a, you know, a one-night thing with him. And I really want to talk to him about it because I feel like it would be an awkward situation. And the person I would normally talk to about it really, really wants me to sleep with him. And I can't, I feel like I can't get a, like an unbiased <laughs> uh, view for her. So I thought this would be kind of fun after listening to a stranger podcast.
2: Setting aside the speculation about this kid's virginity, you slept with him already and it wasn't good. So why are you even contemplating getting back together with him again? Sounds like because you don't have the balls or the ovaries to say when he hints that he'd like to get with you again, that you're not interested. That's all. That's the key. That's the key. Yeah. That's the way out. Just say when he hints, like, I'm gonna be at this party. I really want to hook up with you again. Say, you know, I'm really not interested. Would rather be friends than hook up or do anything else. The end. And then be his friend. Know, hear him out. Ask him if he's a virgin. Tell him that if you know a guy comes along, you'll point him his way if you think that they would click. But you're not obligated to sleep with him because he's a virgin. You're not obligated to sleep with him again because he's slept with him before. And if you do decide to hook up with him and remove his big gay virginity somehow, you're not obligated to marry his ass. You know, virgins sometimes wonder, like, what the hang-up is with people uh, when they say they're virgins and they bolt. Well, here it is, evidenced in your call. People think that the virgin's going to imprint on them and then follow them around for the rest of their lives, which is not true. A lot of virgins want to lose their virginity and get the fuck away from the person they lost their virginity to. Some imprint, that does happen, but people who aren't virgins will imprint. But this is it, virgin. You know, this is the the cross that virgins have to bear. Is this, like, fear that non-virgins have that if you touch a virgin, uh, it's going to follow you around like a duckling for the rest of your college career. Not the case. Particularly if the non-virgin has the temerity to look at the virgin and say, either in your case, not interested, not interested, nice to know you, it was fun rolling around, but I don't think we click and let's be friends. Or to say... Hey, I would totally sleep with you. Are you a virgin? Just so you know, like, I'm up for a role and I'm up for some casual NSA sex. But if you're looking to marry me or if you're sort of a virgin duckling that's going to imprint, we shouldn't do it. That's all you do. That's all you got to do. You just got to open your mouth and tell, what's it called again? Right, the truth.
6: Hi, Dan Savage. My name is Graham. I'm 27, calling from Washington, D.C., I, I just wanted to comment because I listen to your podcast quite frequently and you rant and rave about gay marriage or same-sex marriage and what's going on in different locations, but you haven't mentioned a great deal about Washington, D.C. Um, gay marriage is now legal in Washington, D.C., March 3, 2010, um, so I, I thought that would be great news for your listeners. Um, it's kind of been under the radar campaign I think for good reason that we haven't had many crazies involved Um, now it it may have seemed very likely that was going to happen because Washington DC is 90 percent Democrat however um, keep in mind that our laws are subject to the action of Congress but this Congress not able to do anything did nothing and allowed us to have our gay marriages Um, Also, the Supreme Court decided to stay out of it, which is a great thing. And couples are now officially able to wed next week because there's a three-day waiting period after you uh, register. Anyways, I just thought you should keep your listeners informed about what's going on in the world of gay marriage.
2: Began the show ranting about what's going on at that high school in Mississippi and what was done to that poor uh, out lesbian student. It is important, as you say, to acknowledge the victories, to acknowledge the progress. Same-sex marriage is legal now in Washington, D.C. It doesn't bring any of the federal rights and responsibilities and obligations of marriage to the couples who have now legally wed in Washington, D.C. But all the rights that the city-state control, which are not insignificant, are now afforded to these couples. And hopefully one day, DOMA will be repealed and they'll have access to the federal rights and responsibilities of marriage. There is a YouTube video out there that is so touching. First Same-Sex Marriage in D.C. It's called, go to YouTube, just search First Same-Sex Marriage in D.C. And you can watch St. Joella Townsend and Angeliza Young tie the knot after 12 years together. It's really moving. It's really touching. And a dig to the idiots out there who said after Prop 8 in California that, and they were there were many of them, that marriage equality and gay marriage is an issue that only white gay men care about. Sinjola and Angeliza are an African-American couple. All the couples that you see in the video from the first same-sex marriages legal in D.C. are African-American couples. Marriage equality matters and is important to couples regardless of race, regardless of income. Wealthy gay couples or gay couples with resources Whatever their color, in places where marriage isn't legal now, uh, can hire lawyers to draw up wills and powers of attorney and jerry-rig for themselves some of the protections of marriage. Full marriage equality allows all couples, regardless of color, regardless of economic resources, to access all of the protections of marriage. Marriage equality is a social justice issue. And it's come to D.C. and it's coming to the rest of the country. We will win. And you know what, you fuckers in Mississippi? It's coming to Mississippi one day, too. Brace yourself. Lesbians at prom, lesbians getting married, coming to Mississippi. One day we will win, you will lose.
7: Hi, Dan. I love the podcast. I just have a comment about uh, the listener who called in talking about having his dog lick up his cum after he got done jacking off. So, one of the things I really appreciate about your podcast is that you're extremely non-judgmental. People can do really weird shit, by well, I guess it's not weird if we're not being judgmental. Anyway, it doesn't really matter what people do, you give them objective advice. So, I laughed my ass off when I heard this guy's call, and I laughed my ass off listening to you talk about boiling your eardrums, but... I just wanted to say that it's not really that gross, it's pretty, well, it's pretty gross, but then, to me, it's way less gross than having a dick in my ass. So, anyways, I just wanted to say that, really, that didn't warrant such a reaction, and it's not the grossest thing in the world, it's just, you know, we all like different stuff.
0: Hi, Dan, I'm a long-time podcast listener, and I love your show. I have never been compelled to call before, though, and I just wanted to say I'm listening to Episode 177 right now, and uh, you are right on with what you're saying to the big woman who's a virgin. Um, I am also a big woman. I have a boyfriend who loves me and loves me exactly the way I am, and I am um, about the same age and about the same size, and just don't give up you will find the right person. Uh, It might take a little time, but you've got to have confidence in yourself. You've got to believe that you're worth being loved. And um, that's it. Hey,
3: Dan.
7: It's Michael in Los Angeles.
3: How many tech-savvy at-risk youth are in that room with you?
4: Uh, I was just listening to a couple of podcasts ago where you wrapped up the show, uh, getting uh, getting the stink eye from the QS among the tech savvy at risk youth. And uh, it just occurred to me, that I, I have this impression that there's like six or seven people involved, uh, but what are they all doing besides, you know, staring at you talking into a microphone? I, I got, I, 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 you've piqued my curiosity, but uh, maybe you could sort of, now we know there's the Jewess, uh, how many tech savvy at risk youth are there? And maybe you could give them sort of, you know, character names, so just, just so we know. Who we're dealing with?
2: There are three tech savvy at risk youth. Although the tech savvy at risk youth now are kind of like the blue men group. There's a no. There's just three. There's the Asian Jewess, who you mentioned. There's the African American straight boy with dreads who wears leather pants, and there is uh, the lobster with a Jamaican accent who lives under the sea normally, but comes up once a week to do the podcast with us. Thanks for asking. (laughs) And we're going to leave it there, Uh, except once more, I want to ask all of my listeners to please call or email the shit fucks at the Itawamba Agricultural High School and the Itawamba County School District, who canceled prom in order to prevent the distraction of a lesbian bringing her date to prom. And are now, this came in as we were recording the podcast Are now being sued by the ACLU for cancelling prom So much for ending the distraction of the lesbian at prom They have perpetuated the distraction You want to end the distraction? Let the girl go to fucking prom, you douchebag bigots Their names are at the Savage Lovecast page Please go there Please go uh, And stick up for this brave, embattled lesbian in Mississippi 206-201-2720 is the number here at the podcast. If you want to record a question for a future call or a comment, give us a buzz. You download us every week at thestranger.com slash savage. I blog every day at slog.thestranger.com where you can read the Savage Love Letter of the Day. And me and the Asian Jewess, the straight boy with dreads who wears leather pants and the lobster with the Jamaican accent who live under the sea, also known as the tech savvy at risk youth. We'll all be back at you next week. with Another installment of the Savage Love Cast. Thanks for listening.